You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to two people that have helped us along the way when we started this podcast back on August 25th of 2017, which is crazy. We just dropped our 325th episode and thank you, Yash and DC with Well Run Media who have been with us the entire time. Uh, and it's just been incredible. So here's to another 325. My name is Brian Young. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we are here with one of the most creative people in Charlotte. Heck, he even started something called Charlotte is Creative and also one band. That is Matt Olin. Now, you've likely heard of Charlotte is Creative. If you haven't, you're going to be excited to learn about it. Uh, but just look around and, and you'll see artists, musicians, chefs, actors, you know, muralists, sculptors, poets. And really more that proved that point. These folks are working in front of and behind the scenes to help those artists connect, be seen, and more importantly, make a living, right? And Matt is one of those people. Uh, like I mentioned, he is the co-founder of Charlotte is Creative, the co-publisher of the Biscuit Newsletter. If you do not subscribe to that, you need to. He obviously, I, I, I wouldn't say obviously, but he does host Creative Mornings, uh, Charlotte. He is the musical director of One Band, TV news host, husband, father, I don't know what you don't do, but he's definitely the all-around man around town, and we are honored to have you as our guest on this episode of the Brand Motors Podcast. Welcome, Matt. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm really, really happy to be here. It's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, man. Uh, you're a very busy man, so uh, <laughs> yeah. we appreciate you taking the time, and uh, yeah, thankful you're here. So yeah. let's take it from the top. Uh, for folks that don't know, how do you explain or, or describe Charlotte is Creative? Yeah, so the origin story of Charlotte is Creative is actually one of our programs now, which is Creative Mornings Charlotte. We launched Creative Mornings in 2015, and it was Tim Miner and I. I believe Tim is an alum of this, uh, of he this is, podcast. He is, absolutely. He is Shout alum. out to Tim. Yep. Yeah. But um, you know, we just wanted to see what sort of magic would be unleashed when we started gathering the creative community together every month. And so we started that. We're actually about to celebrate our eighth year. Congratulations. Um, so, yeah, thank you. I mean, we just we keep on keep on trucking. Um, but as we gathered each month and celebrated the creative spirit of Charlotte and got to know these emerging creatives and artists and, and actually learned about what they needed, where the gaps were, well, we couldn't just stop there. We had to keep spinning off new initiatives, new new sort of spinoff projects to, to try to give artists and creative entrepreneurs the things they needed to thrive here in Charlotte. And so whether that is um, funding and resources or it's community and social capital or it's, uh, you know, knowledge and training or whether it's promotion and marketing, whatever it is, we just started spinning off new initiatives to to fill those gaps. And so at a cer certain point when you have eight spinoff initiatives, you needed to create some sense of order. And that's where Charlotte is Creative really became sort of an official 501c3 kind of the house, the home in which all of these different initiatives were were housed. And it's and we're here to to support the creative community, in particular those emerging creatives that are um, <clears throat> of all different disciplines. And we want to give them the things that they need to be able to thrive. And often that means bringing together the creative community with the business community and seeing what sort of win-wins happen um, there as well. 
It's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. So with all of this, and I want to jump into kind of the creative side of Charlotte. I uh, I always, like when I grew up, I always thought I was creative. I never thought I was really that good of an artist, but I really did like art. It was one of my like favorite electives when I was in high school. I took any art class I could possibly take. If I could just do art and PE, I would have been <laughs> a straight A student. <laughs> Freaking straight A student. <laughs> Um, but there was not really an, an avenue and I'll just say I'm about to turn 39 years old. So for what was creative back then, right? We're, how would you make money as being an artist? Social media didn't even exist. So it, I, I'm going to fast forward into college. I had a, a teammate of mine and Georgia Southern university who played soccer. He was an artist and he was an art major and we always laughed about it. Like, what are you going to do with that? You know, like we're all yeah. in business. We're doing what, you know, you're supposed to do. Go to college, graduate, get your job, get a 401k. He's over here, you know, creating this amazing art. But we're like, dude, you're never going to get paid. Mm. Now, fast forward, he's created multiple amazing brands, apparel lines. He's created, you know, um, uh, a lot of opportunity where he's worked with huge companies like the NBA and the NFL and yeah. doing all these things. It's like the world has opened up from a creative standpoint, yeah. right? And the internet has allowed that. Tell us kind of how has creative changed over the last 10 years? And now are you seeing that avenue through what you guys have done where creative is not only something that can be fun and something you're passionate about, but you can make money doing it. You can that's actually right. make a living doing it. And yeah. it's not something that everybody looks at you going, good luck with that. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I mean, in Charlotte, we've been having for years now these big conversations about economic mobility and generational wealth and, and social mobility and things like that. And um, it, it, by and large, people did not think about the arts or creative pathways as a legitimate way to, to, to actually achieve economic mobility. Uh, it was often thought of as a nice to have. Uh, oh, it'd be nice to have more artists in Charlotte, or it'd be great if they can do their creative artsy stuff, right? right? <laughs> um, never really thinking about artistry uh, as, as a way to, um, to, to actually move forward and, and, um, and find that economic mobility. And so what we started championing years ago is this idea of Artists thinking of, them, of themselves as small businesses, as entrepreneurs, and the community seeing them as, as small businesses, as, as entrepreneurs, um, valuing them in that way, recognizing the value that they bring to the community economically, quality of life. If we're going to talk about talent retention or citizen retention, like you're going to want to have a really artistic, vibrant community so that people are happy and excited to live here. And so <clears throat> there's a real impact there. And uh, I think what's happened over the years is that people have started to s realize that they can actually make a go at it, like make a living doing this creative work that they were put on the planet to do. Um, I do think that the rise of social media has helped with that, that mindset shift, like, oh, I am my own brand and I can, you know, kind of like chart my own path here. Um, <clears throat> but you do have to you do have to be endowed with some some business training some just the root even the rudiments like if you want to make a living in part or fully uh doing your creative career that you have to think about it in terms of small business how do i run this as an entrepreneur um tim says it all the time like you know if it's we're, we live in a business town so if you can't speak at least some of the business language you're going to be really lost it's the same as if i went to another country that you know, spoke another language. Like I got to at least learn the rudiments. And so that's a lot of our programs are meant to sort of endow creatives with some of those skills and that knowledge so that, that they can have a go at it. 
Do you find that, and and this is an assumption, and and I would like some clarification that artists, you know, may think with a different side of their brain versus the the business person, mm-hmm. right? And do you find that they struggle to to carry into the business world, and those are the tools you're providing? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, I do think that we we over uh, exert one side of our brain by and large, and the other one starts to atrophy a little bit. Or we just always told ourselves stories or narratives like, ah, you know, I'm creative, but I'm not good at math. Right. You know, we tell ourselves these stories, and who knows where those stories came from? Maybe we got a bad test on an algebra uh, exam back in high school. Whatever it is, wherever the story comes from, <laughs> got a few of those. Yeah, right. Me too. Oh, <laughs> trust me, me too. Um, but we don't necessarily have to embody that narrative, that story about ourselves forever. And also, it doesn't mean that we have to become a CPA. You know, if I can just have a general understanding of how to balance my books or how to work with a bookkeeper to balance my books, that's the other thing. You don't have to do it all yourself right. either. Invest in your creative business by by building a team around it. Um, so yeah, a, a part of what we're trying to do is start to exercise that other side of the brain. Because if you're not one of those people that's equally strong left brain, right brain, then we need to work on that other side of the brain. And that's what our training does and, and a lot of our connections to resources and services. The reason I ask, I have friends that are jewelry designers, wedding planners, and they're so creative. Yeah. But they could really expand their businesses if they had that other component or yeah. they had the ability to find someone to help them with that part. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah um, it's, one, so. it's, it's kind of one or the other. Or it can be a combination of the two. But it's interesting. Like, we'll have people join our Creative Entrepreneurs Initiative um, classes. We do two cohorts a year. <clears throat> there are 15 people in the co- each cohort, but 70% of the classes are open for free auditing from the community. So if you're not in the cohort, but you just want to come sit in on a, a, a module about bookkeeping or pitching or whatever it is, you can come. It's free. It's open to the public. And so um, often we'll have people coming in who have been doing this cr- incredible creative work in the community for years and somehow you know have avoided some pitfalls, but they have these sort of eureka moments like, oh, I should have been doing it like this all the time. Or, oh, if I had just picked up on that particular trick um, years ago, uh, you know, in terms of how to, you know, balance my books or whatever it is, um, that would have been a big game changer for me. So, you know, it's not just emerging creatives like young creatives. It's a, it's people that have been at it for a while, but but are, you know, still needing to build up those those skills and that know-how. You know, and what Scott just mentioned, I I think is very, very true. I think especially people on the business side of it, it's easy to look at somebody that's creative and say, well, if you understood business, you would be, you'd be rich. You'd make a ton of money. But I honestly think it's, it's more on the business side, right? So let's think of it this way. If you're creative and you're lacking business skills, a lot of business people probably look at you and you're like, well, you're lacking the business skills. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to challenge all the business people out there. You're lacking creative skills. (laughs) And the reality is, is how you're going to stand out in the next three to five years in this evolving industry or market per se, specifically due to technology. If you are not being creative, you will get taken over. Yeah. Right. So I would challenge businesses. If you don't have a creative team, if you're not investing in marketing, if you're not bringing people in that think differently than you and can really start to forecast how we want our brand to be uh, known or how we want our brand to grow, you better get creative people on it. So I, I don't know. I just wanted to say that because I'm yeah. thinking I'm like, damn, you know, what? there's so many business people that think they got it, but we're in the creative world and we're like 
Dude, swag does not have to suck. All right, let's do. Let's get <laughs> we, creative here. We can do what we did do without art. Our right. Oh yeah, is that's the right. Bloodline of our business. Right. I mean, yeah. We I have mean, nothing to do without it. So it makes our company. <laughs> right. We have amazing yeah. artists. We have amazing people I can't that do the art. Come up with yeah. ideas. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I have no idea how to work Adobe Illustrator. I, me either. <laughs> <laughs> me either. But thank God yeah. that we do have people on the team that that can. Absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah. if if you come to one of our Creative Mornings events, we always read our manifesto, and the first line of the manifesto is everyone is creative. Everyone is creative. And there are so many people out there that just, they'll, they say that to us all the time. I'm not creative. I'm not creative. Um, first of all, it is not true. Every <laughs> single person is a creative being. You have creative energy inside of you. We we just, many of us have tapped it down. We, we locked it up. We told ourselves that ah, I wasn't that good at art. So, and this is the whole thing. Like if I can't make it to the varsity team, I'm not just going to stay JV. I'm just going to shut that down and I'm going to, you know, head into my banking career or whatever it is. So I don't know, like we love to remind people that everyone is creative. And we'll also, one of the ways we sustain ourselves as a nonprofit is we will go in and create programs inside of companies that stir up the creative energy of that workforce, that get them excited and sort of reminding like, oh, I am creative. I can be creative about the way I approach my business, or I can bring creative thinking, creative problem-solving skills, you know, to my daily work. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's a talent retention conversation as well, because, you know, if you're constantly fed some messages like, stay in your lane, do not get creative, do your job, uh, I, my guess is a lot of Go people on. are going to say, I'm yeah. out of here. 100%. At some sure. point, they're yeah. going to burn out. But if you feel like you're in an atmosphere, an environment, a workplace that actually celebrates your creative spirit, that encourages you to be creative outside of the things you got to get done during that day, those people are going to stick around. They're probably going to be more invested in the company. They're going to care more. Talent retention, right? And so we can make the case. We can connect the dots between talent retention and stirring up one's creative energy. And we love to go into companies and, and do work like that. That's awesome. And you mentioned uh, Creative Mornings. Um, could you explain that event to us and who's usually on the invite list? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's not. It's it's open to the community. It's a free event. We we are about to uh, we're rounding the corner into 2024. So in April it'll be our 100th event. Love so it. We're going to be celebrating that. Congrats, man. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Haven't Heck yeah. <laughs> haven't uh, haven't missed a month yet. Well, that's not true. I broke my arm a couple years ago, and we missed a month that month. So unfortunately, well, that's a good excuse. It is a decent <laughs> excuse. But um, uh, yeah, so Creative Mornings is actually a global community. There are over 200 Creative Mornings chapters around the world. It was launched by Tina Roth Eisenberg back in 2007, I believe, in Brooklyn. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, when Tim and I were trying to figure out how do we gather the creative community together here in a really powerful way, we looked to Creative Mornings as a model, as a point of inspiration, and also quickly realized that there was not a Creative Mornings chapter in Charlotte yet. So we said, well, okay, why reinvent the wheel when we can actually tap into an already growing global community? So we reached out gratefully went through the process and were granted the rights to launch the Charlotte chapter of Creative Mornings, <clears throat> never knowing, never knowing that, that it would lead to us ultimately um, launching all these other initiatives and starting a nonprofit and, and all of that. I remember the very first um, hashtag we used at our very first Creative Mornings event in November 2015 was hashtag Charlotte is creative. And <clears throat> never knew at the time that, that that would become the name of our, 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 our nonprofit, you know. But when you come to Creative Mornings, um, Scott, you're, gonna, you're going to see a, uh, 
a parade of creative people come in front of you. It's it's basically a celebration of the creative spirit of Charlotte, um, kind of a civic variety show sort of vibe. So you're going to see live music. You're going to have people pitching creative things that they're up to in Charlotte. We're going to give away micro grants and awards to people that are doing really cool creative things in the community. Um, there's going to be like a 15-minute keynote uh, talk from a creative leader in Charlotte. Um, and, of course, we're going to feed you free Enderly coffee and food from the uh, nice. Community Culinary School of Charlotte. I mean, we're feeding your body. We're feeding your soul, hopefully your your creative heart. And, and you, we want people to leave thinking, wow, that was a gift. I can't believe that event was free. Like, I cannot believe that event was free. That was a gift. I feel inspired. I'm going to have the best month ever. Um, yeah, because I live in a creative city. So, um, we love it. We never phone it in. We always like give it our all to, to, to create a really special experience for people every month. Yeah. It, I've been to, I've been to multiple, um, of the events and I haven't been in a while. We were talking about that. I had I have to kids. get you back. Yeah. Gotta, gotta, gotta come back. But the, you're right. The energy is there. And I, I think the gold of the group is the collaboration of the creatives, right? When you walk in there, you're going to see every age group. You're going to see every walk of life. You're going to see every color. You're going to see everything. Everything is there and everybody's creative in their own way, but seeing the collaboration, see the energy and you get an opportunity to meet people that are not like you, that are not in your circle and they might be creative in a completely different matter. And then you get to know them and you two could create the most creative thing ever. Yeah. You know, right there. Like, We've seen I'm it saying, happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, give us an example. Yeah. If you got one. Well, I mean, I, I remember walking into 7th Street Market and seeing two really sort of influential corporate leaders sitting there. And they said, we are, they called me over, Matt, Matt, come over here. And I came over and they said, we want you to know that we're about to do a project together. And we met because of Creative Mornings. Love and it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is why we're doing this. <laughs> like I was so excited. It made my day. It made my my year, really. Um, <clears throat> so uh, they'll remain nameless, but they were, they're, they're just really, um, we, we hear all the time like that they, f- you know, see old friends, but they make new friends at Creative Mornings. And you're right. Like it is an incredibly diverse room. Um, background, age. Tina Roth Eisenberg actually came down and came to one of our events and said, "This is the most age diverse um, Creative Mornings chapter in the world." No um, kidding. That's they, awesome. It's just be, there's something about go Charlotte. Go man. Charlotte. There's yeah. something about the message here. There's something about the community here where they're rallying around this idea of creativity, and <clears throat> that is something to rally around. It brings us. It brings us together. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that that's been your experience at Creative Mornings, and I'm happy to say that that fire is still burning bright. How do you, how do people learn about the event? Where do you host the event? And then how can they sign up um, to attend the event? And do they have to sign up to the, attend the event? The, they do. I mean, we're not going to turn you away at the door. It's a free, you know, yeah. we believe in radical access, but it is a free, <laughs> free community event. But we do, you know, because we like to know how much, how many cups of coffee to have ready, we do ask you to just sign up. Um, you know, we post about it on, uh, on our Instagram page at CLT is creative. Um, obviously if you sign up for the, uh, the biscuit, uh, at biscuitclt.com, uh, we post about it there. So really on all of our social media channels, um, we're constantly saying, Hey, here's the next one. Um, we deliberately do it in different venues all over, all over Charlotte. We want to stoke this sense of wanderlust in our fellow citizens here. Like there are places and spaces in Charlotte you've never been to, or maybe you were there a long time ago and you haven't been there in a while. 
Um, we want people to step into this beautiful hall at Johnson C. Smith University and say, I have never been on this campus before, much less in this beautiful historic building. So we use this monthly event, these monthly celebrations as a way to sort of bring people into new spaces and um, get people cross-pollinating and, and um, wandering around our beautiful creative city. I love it. You've mentioned grants a couple of times and raising money and funding these initiatives. How do you go about raising that money? What do you need from the community to help you raise that money? Is it sponsorships or yes. uh, fundraising events, that type of thing? Yeah, all, well, we, we definitely uh, we need more um, support, always. Nonprofits always need more support. And our small but mighty team of five, are, are we're doing the work of, of – 15, easily, <laughs> easily. We feel like that. Yeah, sometimes. right? So <laughs> Joys same, of small same, business world. Same, same. Yes, sir. You know, we've had great ye- for years of support from, uh, for example, Wells Fargo and LendingTree, um, who believe in what we're doing, see the value of it in the community, and have supported our operations and our programs. Um, and so, you know, as we need to grow our team, we need to grow our annual budget as well. Um, so our revenue comes um, through a variety of, of ways. It is a corporate sponsorship. It is grants from entities like the North Carolina Arts Council. Um, and it's, uh, uh, it's individual donors as well. But also, as I was referred to earlier, we have this interesting earned revenue model inside our nonprofit too, where companies will hire us to do something creative for them, um, whether it's a, create an employee engagement and prog- uh, program internally that gets their creative spirit fired up and um, and helps to retain that talent. Or maybe, you know, when Lowe's uh, opens their tech hub in Southend, you know, they hired us to create um, a series of weekend pop-ups in and around the building to sort of help announce that they had arrived in Southend and, and to welcome uh, the community there. Um, when Honeywell opened their headquarters in Uptown Charlotte, they asked us to create a, a month of creative surprises in the building so that when people were coming to their new workplace, they Very would cool. walk in and like, oh, there's a musician pa- playing, there's a painter painting. So when these companies work with us, they are kind of unlocking access to the entire creative community and we can co-create what they need based on their goals, whether mm-hmm. it's a community facing goal or an internal goal. We love to collaborate in those ways. And it's just, it's a way that we help sustain our work. We we will pay every artist, every creative that we bring into those projects, and then we'll retain a project management fee for Charlotte is Creative, and then that money goes gets pushed into our community-facing programs. So it's just a way of keeping our nonprofit going in a really mission-aligned way. Um, so yeah, earned revenue, contributed revenue, grants, you name it. We ain't going to turn it down. We need it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's amazing. I mean, that would be... You know, a Honeywell, it's like you're, they're going after some major marketing organization to come up with these creative. And now they're branching out to literally an event that was created that's now created all these other things. It's kind of like, that's amazing. Like, yeah. like did you ever envision that Honeywell would be calling you and being like, okay, no, we need the, right? No, <laughs> no, I never, no. And, 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 you know, we're so thrilled and honored to work in collaboration with the city of Charlotte, with Mecklenburg County. I mean, we're working with Mecklenburg right now to do a series of pop-ups in uh, parks and greenways in various districts. Um, you know, we have a wonderful partnership that we've started with the CRVA, where we're um, working in conjunction to really sort of do this creative storytelling locally and nationally. So no, I never, we never thought it would end up here. We were, it was a side passion project for Tim and I, you know, we were, had just turned 40 and we were feeling the need to do this. 
um, for ourselves. And um, maybe it was some sort of quiet ploy to convince our daughters that Charlotte is really cool. So don't don't leave Charlotte. Uh, the there could have been a told. little agenda in there as Did well. Did it work? Um, well, hard to say. G- yeah. Got to give it time. Okay. Um, Tim's girls are both in college. Mine's 11. So we have a little bit of runway there. Yep. Um, but I think it's working. I think it's going to work. I think Charlotte's cool. I mean, I moved here in 2010. I've had, I have two boys, five and three. I think they think it's cool. It is cool. No, it is cool. Yeah, Charlotte is really cool. It just I, gets cooler too. I, it just yeah. gets cooler. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah well, we want our vision is that at some point down the road, this is our vision as a nonprofit, that Charlotte is known as the best city in the country for a creative to start, grow, and sustain their creative business. Like because the resources are here, the sense of collaboration and support and camaraderie is here. Um, that you know. All the ingredients are here. So we're just going to keep our head down and keep doing what we're doing. And hopefully 5, 10, 20 years from now, that's the reputation that Charlotte has. That people are like, why am I going to go to L.A.? I'm not going to go to New York. I'm going to Charlotte. That's the hotbed. That's where the energy is. You know, one of the things I love when I walk into different restaurants or stores or anything, and you'll see a piece of art, right? And you know it could be something that is literally Charlotte. And then you'll see a little price tag on it. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're an artist or you're a business owner and you are working with an artist to give them the opportunity to sell their art on your wall, not only will it create something unique and different as that art is changed out or is bought, but how cool is that for those artists to get, you know, hey, a building on East Boulevard or down South Boulevard where people are walking all over. Like, so if you're not doing that, do it. I think yeah. that's cool. Yeah. But I'm going to jump into something completely different, right? Okay. So you guys also have created a thing called One Band, mm. and I was not um, aware of what One Band is, but I did a little bit of research in it, and I think it is one of the coolest ideas ever. And I want you to tell me a little bit about it. And I, I don't even want to tell people about it because I think I'll butcher it. I want you to say, <laughs> what is One Band and tell us a little bit about that. One one band is Charlotte's creative sort of new ex- epic experiment in connection, not perfection. Connection, not perfection. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. This is our big social uh, sonic experiment right now where um, what we do is every other month we post a set list of maybe five songs. And they're songs that span the decades. They could be from the 50s, 60s, and even modern songs. I mean, you know, kind of a wide array of songs and artists and styles. Um, But if you're interested in playing those songs with other people, you sign up. You sign up for free. um, And uh, you can be any skill level. You can be any instrument. You can be a total hack. You can be a complete savant. Like, it doesn't matter. We just want... We just want people who love the idea of playing music with other people. You sign up. We do one rehearsal, one performance, and then we disband. So it's like a flash band. You know, it's like, and and um, it's this musical, <laughs> it's wild. this musical tightrope walk. Because everyone in the audience knows that this stage full of usually about 25 musicians are all on stage trying to play these songs together, and they're just cheering us on to get through the songs, quite frankly. Um, and a lot of them turn out pretty darn good. I'm not cool. going to lie. Like, it, it is the, the, the energy in the room is so exuberant, and it's like, it's about connection. There is a, I have an inner perfectionist that has, um, you know, has, has sort of like haunted me for ever, <laughs> right? So I reached a point finally personally where I said, all right, I got to do something about this. So that's where the idea came from. I deliberately created a project that had a 0% chance of ever being perfect. 
and said, we're just going to do it. We're going to do it in a really public way, and we're just going to embrace the beautiful mess of it all. And so it's my way of sort of taming my inner perfectionist. And and um, people are having a blast. I mean, we're our December one's coming up. We have 33 musicians signed up uh, of everything from cellos to trombones to electric guitars and, and keyboards and harmonicas. I mean, it's just like an incredible, it's like a cacophony, uh, you know, rock orchestra sort of a thing. <laughs> our, our man DC Lacazy, he's in the one band. So DC, DC is, is one of the original one the band OGs. players. Let's go. And uh, so every time we do one, there's always like a core, a few people that have done one before, done multiple ones before, and then they're surrounded by all these newbies, which which is really good. I think that helps a lot. Um, and DC is one of one of the folks that keeps showing up and being a big part of the core, which is awesome. Yeah, love that. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think it's awesome. So tell it, and you're also a TV news host. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, so so Do you we sleep. Have, so so Charlotte's Creative is really we're really happy to have this great partnership with WBTV. Um, and so what we do, among other things, is we go on once a week. Tim and I all just take turns. And we'll go on and we'll introduce the WBTV viewers uh, to someone creative, something creative happening in Charlotte, you name it. I mean, we've done we've done like two or three hundred of these segments now. Wow. Um, and again, like you were asking before, I never thought that all this would lead to things like this. But I'm, you know, I've gotten pretty comfortable like walking into the studio and it's like, all right, we're going live. Here we go. And, you know, it's like early on, I got really nervous about stuff like that. I'm, I'm sure if, if you went back and looked at the early, early segments, you could probably hear my <laughs> voice quivering. But now, and it's we've got a great rapport with Chris and Miranda and and the other uh, wonderful hosts there. And so, every once in a while, someone gets sick or has to go on vacation or whatever, and they'll reach out to me or Tim and say, "Hey, do you want to co-host the show today?" So now we're every once in a while we're on for wow. the whole hour. <laughs> and if you had told me uh, six years ago that at one point I'd be looking into a camera saying, "Let's get a look at the weather," you know, um, <laughs> I would have called you crazy. But I'm doing that. <laughs> So does Molly yeah, Grantham have your, t- your your cell phone and she's like, I, my kids are going crazy. I need you to go on air. And then you just start <laughs> flying down the road. How Molly's does this go awesome. down? How does this go? Do- we had Molly on our podcast. Yeah. Oh, she's she awesome. a great story. She's a great story. Oh, my God. Ball of energy. Yeah. And, and just like, um, you know, a, a kind of a pillar here in Charlotte, right? Yep. I mean, um, but uh, yeah, like it's, it's, I work with the, we, we work with the QC Life team. So okay. that's Krista Miranda, mm-hmm. um, her producers, Heidi and Phoebe and um, uh, Mary and some of the other, you know, Jorge and some of the other uh, hosts there. So those, that's the team that we work with there. And we just love it. We have so much fun. There's so much like alignment with what we do and what they do. They really care about the creative community. And that's what makes this partnership so beautiful. Very so cool. uh, that that's wild. So what's next? You know, I mean, we we went through a lot of different things here. Obviously, Charlotte is creative one band. We now know that you're, you know, going to be an anchor on probably, you know, global news before <laughs> no, we know it. No. Um, yeah. New York's calling. They're like, this guy's great. <laughs> bring him up here. So what's what's new for you or what's next for you guys? Right. I mean, obviously, yeah. and we talked a little bit about this from a podcast standpoint. I think everything that's going to be anything has to be something you're committed to, something that you're going to do on a weekly basis, monthly basis, yearly basis. It doesn't matter what it is. You guys have obviously been, um, you know, doing amazing since 2015, but then you go through COVID. You've done, you've, you've, you've achieved so many things, right? But now what's next? Yeah. We're going to get more and more, um, 
really just dig in and go deeper with uh, creative entrepreneurs. I mean, that's really, at the end of the day, if you look at everything we do, and we probably have like 15 or so different initiatives or programs going on uh, currently, um, the through line is creative entrepreneurialism. The through line is is giving artists and creatives the things they need to thrive. Um, and we, we've... We can bucket it into four things. I mean, one is funding, uh, funding and resources. So that's where our micro grants come in, and we're going to be doing more and more micro granting, and we're going to be doing different levels of granting, um, and connecting them to things like affordable workspace. Sometimes it's free studio space uh, and, and other resources. So funding and resources is one really important thing. Um, knowledge and training. You know, that's where our creative entrepreneurs initiative comes from, and some of our other. Uh, sort of um, training series like Creative Convos, which is our online series, Power Panels, which is our, our sort of quarterly symposiums. So knowledge and training is another big one. Um, uh, community and social capital, and that's going to be another big thing that we're going to keep leaning into. You know, the more we can convene people and have them sort of meet each other and figure out how can we help each other and 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 lift each other up, um, the better. That's that sense of support that that creative entrepreneurs need to need to feel. And then, of course, the, the promotion and the marketing. So I think as going forward, what you're going to see is that everything, everything, everything is going to be going through that lens of how do we support creative entrepreneurs. We have this new series called the Charlotte Reciprocity Circles. And, and we're going to be doing – this is uh, funded by the uh, Opportunity Fund through the city of Charlotte. And it is a facilitated social capital exchange experience where you sign up to come to this event for free, of course. Everything we do is free. Um, we place you in circles of like 15 to 20 people. And everyone in that circle gets a chance to state one very specific need that they have for their creative project, for their creative business, whatever it is. There's some need that they have right now. And then everyone else in that circle gets to raise a paddle if they think they can help them with that. I actually know someone that I can con- introduce you to. I have a connection to that resource that you're looking for. So it's this really efficient way of exchanging social capital because the next day we send out this big matrix where all you need to do is write down the paddles that you saw go up when you stated your need. And now I know how to touch base with each and every mm-hmm. one of those people. Follow up and say, thank you so much for offering your help. Let's talk. So you know everything that we're going to be doing going forward is, is going to be through that lens of how do we give artists and creatives what they need to thrive. I love it. And we've, um, you know, obviously I mentioned DC previously, we've gotten the opportunity to work with a lot of creative artists. We had Meredith Connolly on here, who's created some amazing work uh, over at the Whitewater Center. Uh, John Tosco from Tosco Music, Larry Farber from Music with Friends, a newer brand, Jambox. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but Justin, yeah. They're our rehearsal partner for one band. There we go. So like- Splatter. Charlotte is such a small world. Yeah. Yeah, And we love all these guys. They're all friends. And so, and, and that's what I would also mention. Anybody that is a part of Charlotte is creative. If you're listening to this event, if you are a creative and you want want an opportunity to share that story. That's why we created the Brand Builders Podcast, right? Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with our business. It's all about you. And if you're passionate about something and you want to be connected to maybe a different network in Charlotte, maybe it's somebody that hasn't heard of you, we would definitely open that uh, open that up. And if you know of anybody or somebody reaches out to you, please get them in touch with us. We'd love to have them on. I think we know a few people. Yeah. I, oh, I'm people. sure you do. I'm sure you do. <laughs> 
Well, this has been great. Before we let you go, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Obviously, there's a couple of different things here between Charlotte's Creative and One Band, but what's the best way to follow the story, learn more about, obviously, Creative Mornings? I'll challenge everybody to just go to one. You will will leave that event and be very happy that you did it, and you will be in a better state of mind. Like, I felt like when I left, it was just like, hell yeah. It was like a a boost. You know what I mean? You cannot have a bad day, week, month. If you go to Creative Mornings, I that is a money back guarantee that I'm. It's a free event, but that is a money back guarantee that I'm stating right now. So yes, I agree. Please do come to Creative Mornings. It's going to help change your narrative of Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Charlotte's always been seen as a business town, a great place to raise a family, etc. We've all heard it, but the idea of Charlotte being a creative city has never been a big headline for us, and we're changing that narrative alongside many other creative um, stakeholders here. So best way to follow us, you know, go to Instagram and and. Give us a follow at, at CLT is creative. Um, sign up for the biscuit at biscuit CLT. If you want to apply for a hug grant, which are our $250 and $1,000 micro grants, you can go to huggrant.com. Um, when you, if you Google that, it's uh, Google's going to think you're looking for Hugh Grant um, because it's only <laughs> one letter off. I have, I'm going to go ahead and state this now. I have reached out to Hugh Grant's people <laughs> because I want Hugh Grant to donate. $250 to our HUD grant program. Okay, just as a statement to say, I support creative entrepreneurs. And um, we haven't had any luck yet. So if anyone out there listening knows Hugh Grant, we would like uh, to, to ha- uh, uh, approach him and ask him to, to donate a, a mere hug to us. That's I love all. it. Huggrant.com. But you can go there and apply for, uh, tell us about your project and uh, tell us what, what you need $250 for, and we'll put it in front of our uh, committee. I love that. And I'll make one more challenge. If you have kids that are young, I have a three and a five-year-old, like I've mentioned, take them to art festivals, take them to to Charlotte is Creative or Creative Mornings, excuse me. Let them understand at a very young age that being creative is cool, that there is going to be even more opportunity for your young kids or even your kids, doesn't matter what age they are. Uh, as they move forward and let's open up that, that gap. Like let's bridge that because Charlotte's only going to be creative if we lead that way and we invest in our children and give them that opportunity. And if your five-year-old's excited about art, they can be an artist for the rest of their life. Uh, totally agree. Bring them to one band. We have kids running around one band while we're playing. Like it's, it's just, you know, we, I agree with you completely. Bring the, the up and coming generation to as many creative opportunities and experiences as possible. I mean, possible. and I'll mention one thing. My son's five and I, I love soccer. Sports was my thing. I had no music ability at all. I literally, I think I played a recorder and that was about it. <laughs> and I, and it was like, Mary had a little lamb. My, <laughs> so I'm like, sports is it. So I tell my, my we have season tickets to Charlotte FC and we're going to the game. First game ever. My, my son is three years old. The March comes by, mm-hmm. right? Drums, you know, trumpets. And he is just like, just couldn't believe it. Yeah. Right. This kid literally now we have to wait for the March. He's now connected with the band members. He gets to literally uh, bang Marcella's drum. Who's like the queen of Charlotte. She's got the purple and blue hair and she kind of leads the March. He's now there literally on beat marching with it. And now we bought him a little drum, which I'm going to be honest is a little intense at home, Uh, but he loves that thing. Right. And so like, I'm looking at it going, my son loves music and I might not have any music ability at all, but my father played the trumpet in the marching chiefs for Florida state. Yeah. So maybe this is like jumped cat. Maybe my son is more into the music. So for me, it's about taking these festivals, taking them to areas where he can be exposed to see that because maybe that's his calling. And although I want him to play for Charlotte FC, 
maybe he's going to be in the band and maybe he's going to run the supporters in the future. I don't know. You Heck know, whatever yeah. happens. Are you kidding me? Our friend DJ Fannie Mae is the official DJ yeah, for, for uh, Charlotte FC. I mean, again, I love that you're you're cheering on these creative instincts of your children. Um, every parent needs to do that because you know we need to be as creative and vibrant as we can as we grow older. And uh, adulthood doesn't have to be a drag. It can be fun and you can actually have a really awesome life if you sort of get your arms around your creative uh, potential. I love it, man. This has been awesome. We could talk for hours. Um, congratulations for, for everything that you guys have done so far. Can't wait to follow the journey. Can't wait to come back, you know, to another event. Like we always mention, please like, share, comment, um, go follow, uh, everybody online, go, you know, all the Instagrams and definitely sign up for the biscuit. That yeah. is something that is awesome. So, that's all I got, Matt. You're killing it, man. Keep going. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on. Love it. Until Thanks, next, Matt. oops, sorry. Until next time, you've been listening to this episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.